want to tell you about one of our partners, Quetzal Education Consulting. Quetzal Education Consulting is a queer, black, and indigenous women-owned firm offering anti-racist consulting, PD, coaching, keynotes, workshops, and more. Their newly released Abolitionist Teaching Workshop series coaches and prepares teachers to further develop abolitionist practices in the classroom. Find out why they have been called The Future of Educational Justice by Dr. Bettina Love. You can book a free consultation with Quetzal by calling 510-397-8011 or visiting quetzalec.com. That is Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L-E-C.com. And if you mention you heard about them through Two Dope Teachers, you will receive a 5% discount on their Abolitionist Teaching PD series. Once again, you can book them by visiting quetzalec.com on their Connect With Us page. Welcome back, everybody. We have made it to dun, 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 dun. season two, episode one of the Exit Interview. I'm Kevin Adams, and I'm joined by my host. How's everyone doing out there? Can you believe it? Season two already, Kevin? I am so excited for this. After season one and all of the things that we learned and all the amazing stories that we have heard you know i'm i'm telling you season two we'll see what the maybe the finale episode will be my announcement that i'm uh, the next guest on the exit interview season three but we'll Don't see play we'll have- me, Kevin. Don't <laughs> play with me. we'll just have to keep people listening for the whole season to find out right yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So we, so can you tell us, Kevin, about our guest, our first guest of the season? Our first guest, this this guest is 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 going to be unique, uh, different because this exit interview is is not by choice, um, you know, and and meaning that the person did not choose to leave like many of our exit interviews, but this one is is definitely um, impactful and inspiring. Um, Today, we are lucky enough to have with us Coach Tony Lindsay, who was the coach of the Montbello Warriors football team and unfortunately has recently been uh, uh, non-renewed after being forced to rehire for his job at Montbello High School. Um, and so for those of you who might be might not be in the Denver area or might not be familiar uh, with the Montbello High School and uh, the challenges that the community has faced, um, Montbello was a community comprehensive high school that was shut down uh, because of poor performance, like how it happens in many schools around this country. And uh, it was uh, they opened up multiple schools in the area. It's a cooperative. Uh, so there are multiple high schools. I think uh, Coach Lindsay will tell us that there's nine different high schools in about a couple, uh, one to two square mile area. And mm-hmm. uh, Montbello High School had to compete with those schools. And what it did was really pulled apart the high school. 
And Coach Lindsey was able through hard work and tons of effort to build a program that not only was successful, but won a state title. Mm -hmm. And now, go ahead. And he talks about this idea of the school, the community being splintered by the school, breaking up into nine different schools and like all the effort that he and his, his team and so many people in the community had to go through to bring that team back together, to bring the, the athletics program back together, all the way down to like this, their, her, his, uh, his team's not having showers for them to use for the schools not having a library and how he was able to with his team advocate for those things for the for the young men on his um his football program and so a very moving interview i'd say right kevin definitely definitely if this one doesn't get you up hyped up to get involved i don't know what will um i i am so inspired and and so touched by all the things that coach Lindsay said um, I could see, you know, Asia, I don't know, uh, but this is how I felt. I was like, no wonder the, he's a great coach. Like I, I was feeling coached up and ready to go for out. Sure. And as Gerardo says, run through walls. Yeah, for sure. I, I was really, I was moved by this interview and I just wish nothing but the best for him and his community is going to be at a loss if we can't figure something out and get him in back where he belongs in front of students, in front of athletes, in front of families and community and parents. So. All right. Well, with no further ado, let's get on to season two. Here is our interview with the great, the eminent coach, Tony Lindsay. Hope y'all enjoy it. Let's go. All right, folks, we are here with our guest for today, Coach Tony Lindsay Sr. Let's get his name right, folks. Uh, Coach, we are glad to have you with us here on the exit interview uh, today. Um, So I guess uh, if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, your educational journey, and uh, what made you decide to become an educator? Um, I'm going to start you back where I was beginning with me. I, I like a lot of, uh, you know, young, young men, young, I was a football player and I wanted to go pro. I love football. That's where it all started at. Um, from coming from little league to high school, I went to Thomas Jefferson high school. Back in the 70s, I graduated in 77. All right. There, you know, I was like, yeah, I was a pretty good football player, you know, in high school. I went on to college. I walked on at the University of Utah. All right. And yeah. And after a week, they gave me a full ride scholarship. And uh, my journey led me to the Denver Broncos. And um, I got waived there and ended up playing in Canada for three years. All this is going by. By the time I got done in Canada, I had four sons. Yes. Yeah, I had four sons. And so when I got done there, it was time to come home and raise them. And so all all my whole life was just just been football, you know, along with me and my brother. Uh, Both of us just football. And um, coming up, you know, that's the one thing that I go to is like, 
going to college, you know, was it was a, a awesome opportunity, and you know, and getting there because we couldn't afford it. Um, but I was able to take care of that just by the scholarship. Uh, I wasn't able, able to hook, you know, connect in uh, the league long enough to make the money that some of them make. So uh, when I got back out, the first thing I thought about was, you know, I got these sons, you know, it's time to start getting them going and uh, um, raising them. And the one thing I didn't know how to do was play some football, you yes. know, and uh, um, that was the, the journey that I started going through with my four sons. And uh, I remember coming back my last year up in Canada and my oldest was playing football and uh, I went out there and watched and he actually, <laughs> he dropped the, the, uh, the pass and, and lost him the Super Bowl. And everybody was mad at him. <laughs> oh, wow. I think about that. Yeah, it was, it was one of those like TV shows where it was, you know, if they had something, they would have threw it at him. Yeah. And uh, oh. that time right there, it's like, you know, it's time to start taking care of my boys. And uh, um, I started coaching. I started coaching in Little League and I actually coached five years there and I coached all my sons and I went on to high school. I went back to my alma mater. That was TJ. I all enjoyed right. being at TJ. You know, when I went in there, it was in 74. That that was the first year of busing. Yes. So it was, um, it was, yeah, it was, and it was huge. You know what I'm saying? It was huge, but uh, it was, it was needed and uh, left a lot, a lot of friends got out of that, you know, Anyway, going back to my boys, you know, they all went through TJ. I was, I had it all set up. Okay. When that first one was going, you know, on his way out of middle school, I was going to be coaching in high school. So I started coaching at Thomas Jefferson in 1990. Okay. And my son came up in there uh, 1994. It was Tony's first year there. And all four of my sons ended up going through TJ. I coached at TJ for 10 years. And I left TJ after that. Um, after they all went through, and I coached at Montbello from 2003 to 2006. Shout out and to the Bellows Warriors. Yes, I went out exactly, and I was <laughs> I was the assistant head coach at that time, and I right. had a coach there named Oliver Oliver Lucas, uh, a very good coach. He's a mentor of mine, and uh, um, you know I followed him from TJ to, to Montbello, and uh, thought I was going to get that head coaching job, but it didn't work out like that. It was didn't work out like that. It wasn't meant for me then. But a couple of weeks later, I, uh, South High opened up and I applied for that job. And that was my first head coaching job at South High School in uh, um, 2007. Okay. And I was there. For 10, yeah, for 10 years I was there. But, you know, when I, I left Montbello, we were a very hard school. Real mm -hmm. hard school. The yes. kids were hard. You know what I'm talking about. But mm -hmm. it, yeah. it got, and I had it took a little while for me to get used to because it was so hard there and the kids were hard, but I fell in love with the school and the kids there. There's more to it than what people knew. You would have to be in there to understand what was going on and what was going on with our kids. And um, I hated it that I didn't get that job, but it, it, an opportunity opened up for me and I went to South. And I stayed there for 10 years, but in the back of my mind, uh, I'm gonna go come back here. You know, that's, yes. I'm back here. That's that's how I felt. And you know, during that time, you know, had a, a awesome 10 years at South High School. Um, 
all my sons at the time had grown up and they are with me. They've been coaching with me for like 15 years now, all four of them. And, oh, wow. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Dynasty. So that, Dynasty. That's, that's most of my staff there. That's, that's why we're, we're good um, mentors. And you know what? I poured into my sons and a lot of their friends is what they brought back after they went to college and yes. got their degrees and all that. A couple of them teaching. They all came back and uh, were pouring it into these young men coming up, you know, and a lot of, you know, my coaches, they have their own different ways and styles, uh, but they're all just like I raised them. And uh, uh, with that being said, our kids, it's like the energy of us goes through our kids and, uh, um, and we just keep rolling. You know what I'm saying? So that's... Uh, all of our passion is that, just to be able to give back to the, the young men, especially young men of color. You know, everybody knows about that, you know, and it's like uh, um, they need some, they need mentors. They need that. So when my sons came back, I was really happy that they chose to come back and, you know, follow that and, and give back like they should. And oh, that's, that's what we've been doing. That's and, awesome. Uh, uh-huh. They came to South with me. They grew up. We all grew up there. And we all, you know, I was really upset when I was at South. I mean, at Montbello that they didn't give me that job. I was so mad because I wanted to be the head coach there. But, you know, some years later, um, I started understanding. And, you know, understand I love God. And he works in strange ways, you know. About four, three or four years into that South High School, I was like, I see why that happened. I needed to yeah. grow. Yeah. I needed to grow to be able to handle what he had in store for me. And so it, when I found that out, I actually went back to some, some of the people I was really <laughs> upset over. I told them, I pretty much told them about themselves and how I felt. But I actually went back and found them and apologized. Because I found out it, it it was for a reason. And they may not have known. They didn't know. But I found that it was for a reason. And they had to do what they had to do for me to come and grow and then come back to Montbello ready to handle the mess that was done out here in Montbello yes. Green Valley Ranch when, when they splintered the community. That's right. When they closed that high school. They splintered our community bad. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so coming in and seeing it when I started coaching, right when I got here, it was a more of a mess than I thought. It was it was just tore up. You know, the first thing I did when I came in was I they had two little league teams, the, the Giants and the Falcons out here. And I was like, I gotta get hold of them because there was no kids. I had like 16 kids when we first came out here that first year. Mm-hmm. That's what I had. I got a picture of it. I always have. And I went to those little league coaches and it had been so messed up out here. They had four coaches in four years before I got here that the little leagues were feeding their kids to Vista uh, Peak. It was uh, um, the Montbello Falcons were feeding all their little league kids to Vista Peak, which is an Aurora. Mm-hmm. And then the Green Valley Reds Giants were feeding their kids to Cherry Creek. Oh. And so coming in and talking to them, they were, you know, pretty much, no, we got it all set where our kids are going to go coach, but in the future, we'll see what we can do. And I'm sitting here like, you know what? 
can I talk to their parents? You know, I, let me talk to their parents. And so I, I didn't get, they, they didn't help me out with that at all because, you know, they had other things. They, they were offered jobs and stuff like that at the different schools. So then they're taking the kids with them. That's how it is. You know, that's how yeah. it, it, it works like, you know, and so uh, we had to come in and then just started fighting for everything. You know, you come in as a football coach and it's like, okay, first thing. Thing I saw out there on that football field was no lines on the turf. There was no lines. It's like, what? What's that going on? You know, uh, you guys understand out here is in the co- it's a co-op. Yep. And what they mean by that is it's a co-op. There's nine schools. There's nine small high schools out here. When they close Mount Bello, they made nine of them with the charter schools. All in so the same they building. They call that a co-op. Huh? All in the same building, right? They all left out of Montbello High School, made, and it's all nine different high schools, like with the mile apart. They're yeah. Okay. Yeah. Within, within that little area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No, I mean in Montbello Green Valley Ranch, they're like a mile apart. It's, yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. 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 And so nothing like this in in a country. There's nothing like this in the country. Okay. And you come out here, and it's like, okay, the first school we get off at get out of school at 2.45. The last school gets out at 4.15. We all meet at Montbello, the high school Montbello, because that's where our locker room and, you know, our headquarters yep. is yep. there. That's where we practice. Well, you have to really think about this. It's like by the time they got there, 4.30, 4.45, daylight saving times would come, you know, and it was no more sun. It was dark yeah. out there yep. at that time when they show up. Yeah. There was no light. There was nowhere for us to practice at night. And so what they, I'm asking, what have you guys been doing? Well, they've been going renting these lights they use on the highways. They rent those lights out and they would roll them out there and turn them on so they could practice. What a shame. I, I just had, I, it was just not cool. You understand? Coming from South High School, we got what we wanted there. Yep. You know, and we, we got, you know, and you're sitting here, you're like, okay. And my head is like, we need study hall. How do I get all my kids to study hall? They're at nine different schools, nine different counselors, nine different principals. How do you do this? You know, and uh, um, that was the next question. Because, you know, you start losing, especially the freshmen when they come in. They don't learn about no high school and eligibility and all that. Yep. And then they're at all these different schools. They don't. In one school, you can go. I worked in the school at South, so I can go up and get them, and we can work with the teachers and get our kids all together. You know, you, you can't do that out here. You know, I didn't take a job in one of these schools out here because if you're stuck in there and you have to go to some other school to see about one of these, one of your players, you don't have no time. You can't just leave out of working here and just go down to this school. Uh, so I didn't get no job. I came out here and I was like, no, I'm not going to get in the schools because there's nine schools I got to go to to find out what's going on with my kids. Because that first year we lost almost the whole freshman class and they were in all nine different schools. Couldn't get them. Didn't find them tutors. So you guys, oh. I'm just trying to figure in on how it was just coming out here to this straight mess. And then in our locker room, there was no showers the showers were gated up and they used it for storage. They were storing equipment in, in our locker rooms, 
showers, whether the boy showered oh, wow. or not. Having the opportunity wow. to go in there, be able to shower. It wasn't none. You know, so that's what started this. I know you guys probably know Brandon Pryor. I yep. know he, he's out there. And, he, and then Gabe Lindsay is my, my one son. He's like my, man, I have four sons, five sons. And, and that's my, <laughs> he's just like I am. We argue, <laughs> you know, but he's, yeah, he's, he's headstrong. That's what started this whole thing with Brandon Pryor and Gabe. Is the it, it was not right out here. Our kids yep. were not being done right. There was no library in Montbello High School. There was not a library in there. The, where the library was, you know, like I said, I worked there four years. It mm-hmm. was broken up in little three little classrooms that they were using. What a shame. Y'all. And then you know, and like I said, I came out there as a football coach, but like this is not happening. No, you don't do that to our kids. You know, we're very, they have opportunity like anybody else does. And so you all, that's where the fight started right there. All the way up to now, that's where it started, you know. And uh, for us, I knew coming in, I said, how, how's this football team going to survive? You know, we started with 16 kids. And the little leagues being pushed out to other schools, not even in a district. In other districts, they were just pushing them out there. And it's like, you guys, we got to start our own. We got to get our own feeder team. So we started a feeder team. We call it Warrior Nation. We started our own feeder so we can start getting our kids to start coming and staying. Not really coming because all the kids were from out here. They were just going out of, out of the district going to other schools to stay here. And we did start that and it started doing good for it, but it took time, you know, it took time. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, what's really going to help us? The only thing for us to do, when you're in a situation like this, you got to win. I don't care what you yeah. do. You can have pretty mm-hmm. uniforms, give all the money in the world. I don't care what you, you have to win, you know? Yeah. And man, we ended up winning. However <laughs> it was, we won. You know what I'm saying? We went and we took state. And we won. And then that take a state was cool. But yes. on my mind, all I wanted to do was win back this community. That's right. And win back kids. That's what I wanted. And that's what I got out of it. So understand this last year after we won, dang, the year's not even up. You know, that was the longest football season ever. It has been because of the pandemic. Yep. You know, we played, we played our league. We won. And we had, I coached track too. We went two months in track and we were right back in football and we just got done with this last season. It was just, everything was connected. It was the longest season ever. And, but with that being said, these freshman kids that came in, they came in, these are the ones that's been getting away from us. Yep. We kept them this year. We were able to keep them. Well, my freshman went like 10 and 0. I lettered. 13 of those freshmen. That means when I say that, they played varsity for me. You know, oh, wow. that's how good they were. And these are our ones out here in Montbello, Green Valley Ranch. They didn't get them, the Cherry Creeks and this. That's right. They didn't get those kids. We kept them. Our kids won. So all we're doing right here is just building our program. And it's, for me, this is an awesome thing. We, this was our first year that we have C team, and that's just a freshman team. So it took five years to build till we just have a freshman team. 
Otherwise, we only had two of them because we didn't have enough guys. And we were playing Friday. I mean, we walked out there all together with 60 kids, all three levels. Well, we were walking out there and had 120. Um, Cherry Creek has 145, 150. Uh, you know, wow. is, we were playing Friday. That's, that alone was not fair. You understand? Yep. Not saying that they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're, of course they're better. They got 170 kids, 160 kids. Who are we kidding? We got 60 all together for three teams. I Like I said, I lettered 13 freshmen. Who does that? I didn't even have, I had six seniors. Most of the teams, when you get a, when you start, you know when you have a team, when your seniors are graduating out, maybe 22, a lot of teams, 28 kids a year. They're, they're graduating 28 seniors a year and bringing in 30 juniors are going to be seniors. Well, heck, I graduated last year nine, and this year we graduate six seniors. That wow. shows you where we were at. Yes, just six yeah. We ended up like with 40 freshmen this year. So that's where we're at with that. But we still won. That's the whole thing. And you know what? We have three of our seniors this year out of the six going to college on football scholarships. We have, in the last five years, doubled it in the 20s of the kids who have had opportunity to go and play college football, but get an education. That's what yes. you use that for. That's just a vessel. This football stuff, or who are we kidding, man? This is off the chain. And whatever the kids can get out, they need to, because all it takes is one hit and you're done. You're done. That's right. So but this is that's that it's a vessel for them to go and get their education. And so when we teach that, we we teach that to our kids. You know, to me, football is is so past football to me. I've been doing this long enough to know. It's not about football. It's about taking care of your kids and raising them and helping their parents if you can and uh, um, making making them into good people, good fathers. Um, that's what we're about. You know, the football is a football, and we're going to teach that. But it's way past that because we want our kids to succeed. We are mentors. You know, like I was telling them, you know, my interview is like, at three, four o'clock in the morning. Have you ever had a kid call you? Four o'clock in the morning. I haven't. I not four o'clock. I've had I've had late nights, not four o'clock. Yep. Yeah, but hold on. Hold on. You guys have to excuse me. You're good, coach. Sorry about that, y'all. I just started um, thinking. 
anyway. But I'm staying for three or four o'clock in the morning. They call you and tell you they're gonna kill themselves. Mm. Or they've ran away from home. Or nobody loves them. Some people don't know how deep this is. And as a coach, that's given his life to these kids, how people can come in and because of self wreck What's going on out here for a community and kids to succeed? And then you get selfish people that That's the hard part to me, y'all. Um, if you don't like me, it's good. That's, that's, so fine. that's fine. I don't like you either. Mm-hmm. But it's not about me. It's about the kids and, and the community that surrounds us. You know, uh, the school is supposed to do for the kids and the community, not the kids do for the school. That's right. But that being said, it's like whatever is good for the community, you know, should be good. And the community should have a word and everything that goes on in the community. And not those certain people walk in and say, this is what's gonna be done here. And and that's it. That's it doesn't right. work like that. The minute our community wakes up and sees it doesn't work like that, then we'll start being like Cherry Creek is. You will not go in there and do nothing like this in Cherry Creek. You won't do mm-hmm. like nothing like this in any other uh, uh, league or city. Or you don't. You just it won't happen yeah. in their communities. And our communities just need to come together with Latino, Black, and they need to come together. And we need to work with each other and don't let people come in and tear us down. That's right. You know. So. Uh, that's kind of pretty much my story, you know. I don't want to get into it because uh, I don't want. I'm not bashing, you know. Yep. I I feel what I feel, but I'm not here to bash it, you know. Bash nobody, but uh, if they're thinking like I am, you know, even in my little interview, one of them, um, it was like after telling you guys everything, we kind of. Went we went in from being coaches to fighting for the school and fighting to get my open back up and fighting for these are football coaches. But this is our community and these are our kids and we care about them. It's not football, it's not only football, it's a whole community and all the kids. They should have an opportunity to have a school out here. Uh, a traditional school, comprehensive as they call it, school, 
for these kids to go to where they can learn everything that they they do at Cherry Creek, like it was before they closed, you know. So the kids should have opportunity to do that. And uh, I'm glad that the school's going to open back up. Yes. Just don't want it to open up and I don't want it to open up and fail. No. You know, you know, out here now, just looking at this is my, like I said, I'm not, I'm talking about culture. I'm talking as a person that lives out here. Yep. Um, and it's my community too. It is 85% Latino out here in our community. And that's the way it's going to be with Montbello. It's not the Montbello when you were there or when I was there. If the demographics has changed and it's 85%, every 85% Latino, with that school opening, opening up, I'd love for them to have all the opportunity in the world to succeed with the kids that are out here now, too. And so I would love for, you know, Denver Public Schools to look at what they're doing here. And what I'm saying is, where are our Latino leaders at? Mm -hmm. I, I'm being real. You're talking about education. No, I'm not a teacher or nothing. But I'm, I'm here and I've been in the schools for 30 years and I see what I see. Where are our Latino leaders at? It's 85% Latino. Give them an opportunity to go in and see that it's a school. I know you guys call me about the football, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> And Coach Lindsay, I would never disagree with I would I would never disagree with anything you say, but you are definitely an educator, yes. a, a powerful educator, um, you know. And and what you what what high, what hits me about your story, and your experience as is how we come into education, you know, and how we're drawn into our community and the issues of our community become our issues, right? And like right. You, you saw the unfairness yes. and the, you know, uh, modern Jim Crow that was going on at Montbello High School where, you know, separate was definitely not equal, right? And for whatever intention, but we know it was happening there where the kids didn't have the same facilities. And even coming from South High School, it was probably... Uh, very shocking, you know, because we know what South High School is like, not to say that they have all the resources. Very, very shocking. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's exactly. I walked in, I was like, oh, no, this is not how it was where I came from. You know, this is not cool. And these kids are the same as those kids. You know? That's right. Like, it was like the kids, the kids. And now, you know, we're in, we're in my community. South at the time, they didn't really accept us. <clears throat> around there too much, you gotta understand. Yep. It was different there, it's a different community. Let's yep. be real. Yep. The flags up around there were East High flags on the streets and south. So they called us refugee camps and all that. That's, it, it was, you know, it wasn't like they had a community out there that was formed, okay? But we were taken care of in that school. The kids were taken care of. We had top line facilities there. Then you come out here and it's like, Quit it. You know, wow. What's up? You know, no like I said, this is 
Like I said, I was, no, oh man, yeah, then that's real. That's real. That's when we came back and we went back up to that school board and you know who uh, the uh, superintendent, Roseburg actually came out here. Mm-hmm. He came out and we walked through. We show walked through with him and about 10 other people came with him and showed him heads on, this is what's up. And all he could do is put his head down. Mm-hmm. He put his head down. And they did it within the next two days. They had those, the, the, uh, those, that shower room up and they were fixed on it. We had lights and stuff coming soon. You know, it's not like they didn't do it, but it was never should have been like that you, anyway. They had to be but shamed no into shamed. doing it. They had to be right. shamed into doing it. Yeah. And, yeah. And then that's what, so that's, that's what went on. You know, like I said, I'm one of those, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it took me like 15 years to become a head coach because um, of my mouth, I was told. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I say what I say, you know, I think out loud, I talk out loud. What I say to people, people think I say it. But that's how I feel, you know, and I'm real. You know, I'm not trying, never do try to hurt no one saying what I say. But I mean, some people, they hurt people. They don't understand, but they hurt people the way they do without saying anything. And then mm-hmm. people who talk up, like Brandon, they think he's the worst thing in the world because he talks up. But you know what? He does talk up and he says all kinds of things. Everybody knows that. But what did you do? He just has words and he's talking. Look at Montbello High School. You shut it down. That's right. From underneath everybody. But that's okay. It's bad he got the bad mouth. It's okay to shut the school down and open up 12 other schools out here. The school that was supposed to be Green Valley Ranch High School turned into three charter schools. But Brandon's big mouth. Oh, he talks too much. I mean, he's you know, the problem. <laughs> yeah, he's the problem, but we don't have no showers. And we don't have no, no lights. And we don't have no library. Oh, come on. Who are we kidding? But he's the problem. No, he's not the problem. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of your story, you know, like you said, football is what got you through. It's the thing that, and I think about so many of my students who are like that, that football, if football, soccer, basketball is what gets them through. That's the yep. that's why they show up every day. And then to think that, you know, there is a role of athletics, like our, at my school, uh, we we are an international study school, so we don't have our own athletic program. So a lot of kids go over to West High School and they play over there. And 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 so okay. I think that's great, you know, but we deal with the same stuff about like when and luckily at our school, our teachers are willing to let kids out early so they can make it to practice right. and games. But but it destabilized. I, I go back uh, your point about these people who have destabilized the community. Right. They yeah. do things that made. Montbello did think so that whatever was left of Montbello couldn't survive. It couldn't win. You know, you had to come back and build it back up and attract people to stay over there, you know, because they didn't understand what the people wanted either. Yeah. And without their support, like you said, the, the little league coaches were not even trying to support what you were trying to do to build the community back Uh, up. Right. And that's because, and you know what? Um, just not to take up for them too, but they had three head coaches. They had four head coaches like in four years. 
So there's no stability there. You understand? Yep. So I understand the parents saying, oh, heck, I'm not sending my kid there because look at that mess. And so I do understand that. Yep, yep, yep. But we came over and we came over with a track record of winning flat out at South High School. We we won. We were the, the last six years. We were top three in the state for six years. We went to state. You know what I'm saying? So we knew what to do. Just get in behind us and let's start keeping us at home and let's get this. Let's get you guys been out here. You guys know what's going on, just like I do. Let's get together. But it wasn't. It did. It, they didn't latch on to that. Um, so we ended up bickering back and forth with them and then getting our own little theater team. And you know, and, and here we are. You know. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I think that's important. I think again. And it, it goes back, and I, I think a lot of times we diminish the value of athletics. I think the most popular people in the school are the coaches. You know, like with students, students go to coaches all the time. You know, and, and influence uh, the influence of coaches on the students is it always amazed me as a teacher. The student I can have students who didn't get things done or got the class late. But as soon as like my coach wants to know how I'm doing, it was up to the straight and narrow. They were getting themselves together. So you're right. You're, you're absolutely right, Kevin. Yeah, you are right about that. You know, because like when I was working in South High School, I worked in that office. Those teachers, teacher would call me at any other time. Coach, could you come up? Man, who are we kidding? They, they, and they, you know what is so funny? Because some of the teachers would ask, How could you talk to them like that? And they listen to you, they don't listen to us, and so on. So, on. it's like it's the relationship that's right, you know, it's the relationship that those kids come in. And, and like I said, when you when you get them calling you at three or four o'clock in the morning about all these different things, you're like, Oh my gosh, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've buried mm-hmm. like three kids and you know but you know what you're and you guys are sitting in these offices and stuff and you guys don't we are hands on Mm -hmm. we are our social workers and we are uh, uh, counselors and we are fathers and we are everything that's right everything you know and i sit here man y'all you gotta know Hey, I cry, you know, but I am a crybaby, though. I got that from my dad. <laughs> but when I'm my feelings, I did. I, 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 my feelings are deep. And so when I start talking about my kids, and I, when I say my kids, I'm talking about 30 years of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and, and I start talking, all these things that's running my head of the things that went on. And out here in the five years, more than the 25 years before I came out here, in five years, I had more going out here in Mount Bello Green Valley Ranch. It is so deep. And like I said, when people come in and they don't understand what's going on out here, it's not this the dog on football, man. You know, I to me, coach, you know for yourself, football's not the only sport, but it's a big sport. And football has the biggest kids and the toughest kids that are in your school in it. That's right. And when you get those kids with me, I say, okay, I'm going to help my school. This is where I'm at with this. And at I'm going to help my school. My kids out there to practice. We have talks. I always have talks with my kids about everything, just life. 
And then when you guys get into that school, you guys represent us. And when you get in there, you help your school to succeed. When you see things are not right and kids are not doing right, or something's going to go on, you guys, man, I hope that you guys grow up and hear what we're saying and try to help us in there with your school to keep things settled because they truly can. They know the kids better than we know the kids. And I said, I'm not sitting out here telling you go rattling your friends, but I'm telling you to love your friends. If you love your friends and you know your friends you get hurt or killed or something like that, you need to come say something. Mm-hmm. You need to say something to somebody if you love your friend or either your friend's going to be dead and you're not going to live right for the rest of your life or they're going to go to prison. And in the back of your mind, you're going to say, I knew that was going to, I should have said something to stop this. You know, and so we teach our kids not to be so-called be, they're not rats, man, but we know how to take care of that if they come. And how many of them have came and told us and we were able to stop. And this is stuff not even containing the football. We mm-hmm. went to the school and stopped whatever it is what we're supposed to do. So when these educators come in and they do something like they've done, like now, you don't understand what you lost. It's not a football coach. You lost coaches that care about everything about this school and this community. When we get done, we don't get in our cars and drive 30 minutes to your house. I get in my car and I drive four minutes. I go right down and six of my coaches do the same thing. Right. That's community. Yep. You understand? Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we do everything in this community and we want our community to thrive just like Cherry Creek or anyone else's community. So when you educate come in that don't know the community and you do something like this to me and my coaches are community. This is our community. So no matter what it's still our community. And to have someone come in and pierce it like that I talked about splintering. That's splintering the community again. Yep. It's splintering it. It's like, can't you see this? I don't care what you think about me because it ain't about what you think. It's about what's good. And if you're thinking what's good, you're thinking what's good for you too. This is good for you. But they're not thinking. And I'm hurt over it. That's all. I'm hurt over it. And I'm hurt for my kids. You guys got quiet on me. Uh-uh. No, we just, we, we let it marinate. Let it marinate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm it's just real. Really it's just thinking, real. It is. And I'm just, I, I'm just thinking about this, the, the impact that you all have. I'm not yeah. going to say had. I don't want to say had, but I want to say have. And you're right. When people outside the community come in, and start moving things around and not considering all the pieces and all the work and all the relationships yes. and all the yeah. all the things and and just figure they know best. It it's just starts from it starts so many things from scratch. It it breaks up so much trust that's been built. And I feel like that's just happening all over the US. Um, yeah, you just yes. it's like 
you're, you're, because of your own selfish, whatever it may be, is something selfish and it's not right. You know, it's not right. You know, all we did was take state, get three levels of football and win our league. Is that, what reason was that to get rid of your coach? So the stuff I think about is like, give me, give me a good reason. I just want to hear, and I haven't got one yet when they call me and say, hey, we went in another direction or whatever it was and why? Because of what? I haven't got an answer yet. You know, and the way it was done was not cool. They waited on Friday. Here's break day Friday. You call me or we'll call you on Friday. And they say this. And then when my kids get information during this break, they've been going cuckoo. I had to call my, um, we had a um, awards banquet a couple of days ago uh, just to bring my parents in and my kids because my kids and parents were going apeshit, you guys. I mean, what do we do? I'm transferring this. I'm doing, you see what's happening? That's just ripping already. It's just starting mm -hmm. to just rip here into what we have and we built. And that hurts me like it hurts my heart so bad. And there's no answers. I can't answer them anything. Well, why so and so? I, I don't have to. They didn't tell me any. They just told me we're going in another direction. And, and it wasn't me. So click. Done. So we're here two weeks. Don't know anything. And my parents and kids are just out there. How unprofessional. How unprofessional. Be professional. Be transparent. Like you say, when you come in and you're, you're going to open up this new school, you, if you want power or whatever it is, you earn it. You earn it, like you say, you earn it from the community. You come in and you show the community that you're about listening to them. And, and no, but this is not listening to them. Coach Lindsay, I just want to, I just want to back up a little bit so that our audience can really understand, like what happened again on the exit interview. Typically, it's the educator who walks away from the school or the whatever it is because of some incident. But this, this your situation well, is so different. Yeah, your your situation is so different in that you were pushed out of your position right before winter break. Oh, oh Friday of winter break. And so I'd like you, if you have, if you can do this, just kind of start that part of the story over again about what happened on that Friday. And then again, like how right now as we're recording this, this is winter break where this is, this is December 31st, 2021. Like what is happening in the community right now? Could you just repeat that a little bit, please? Okay, I was called on Friday, somewhere about two or three o'clock, and told that, you know, I wasn't going to be the, the Montello's head coach next year. They did that three, and I asked, you know, what was up? Why not? Well, it wasn't my decision. And pretty much after that, we were off the phone. Well, this was Friday at that time, and kids were gone. Um. When the kids found out, they found out from us. It was the school didn't put out anything. Um, and when they found out, they started, they went cool. I mean, <laughs> that's all I could say. The parents are upset. The kids are upset. They want to transfer their kids out right now. 
It, it, it was just so unprofessional. The kids had nowhere to go. And they don't understand this. And these are educators, and these are the ones that are going to open up the school and be leaders. This is leadership. It's not how you leadership when you started out by hurting my kids. You hurt my kids. You didn't hurt me. I'm hurt because of, but you hurt my kids. You hurt my families. And you hurt the community. You weren't transparent like you said you were. The school's not even open yet. You already splintered it. It's not even open yet. You know, it's not. And you've already done that to my kids. And see, if you don't want me, I want you. But it's not about us. It's about the community and the kids. And look what you've done to them. And you want to be a leader in this community? That's not the power that you want. And you owe the community answers. You owe answers. I mean, you did it. Put your big bras on and answer it for real. Why? That's right. I want to know why my boss said Why? That you owe it to them. Tell them. I want to hear too. So when they learn, I'm going to learn right with them because I wasn't told to. Hmm. It's you just... earn the power that you're after. You earn the power that you're after. So if we got too much power to you, it's because we love our community and we love our kids and they love us back. You learn from that. So, like I said before, at our school, we don't have uh, we don't have any coaches. High, like we have middle school coaches. So at a high school, I'm, I'm unfamiliar, but does a principal hire the coaches? How, how is a coach hired at the high school level? You know what? This is the first thing. <laughs> interesting you ask that because I've been on like four or five interviews throughout my 30 years, you know. And this is the first one I've, I've never been through an interview like this, okay? And I'll never forget it. It's usually, you know what? They'll have a panel. And they'll have a panel that has some, some teachers. You'll have some from the football players. You'll have some students. You'll have, you, you know, you'll, you'll have some other coaches like you, the volleyball coach, Jack, okay. whatever. That's the panel. And that's the panel that they use at every, every interview I've ever been. They have those people up there. It's like, okay, you get the community. The community's involved with it and everything. Not this one. This one wasn't, you didn't have community in it. And the ones who made the decisions were the admin. The admin made the principal, assistant principal, uh, athletic director. They they made the decision for this one, you know. And we and even with that being said, there was they gave us like these tests. You guys have to under, understand something. I've been coaching thirty years <laughs> football. I played it all my life. Yes. The first question on this test was, who invented football? <laughs> I'm wow. Done. I was done. I mean, really, I was, you know what the other ones were? How long is the football field? Offense and defense are out on the field with that line right there. It's the line of scrimmage. This is what, how, what an insult. You know, who are we kidding? This is how you want to find your head coach. 
your football coach. So I scribbled down on all the little, you have to scribble, scribble the dots. And I, and I scribbled every dot and, and turned it in. I was done with that test. That then was supposed to be a chop talk. Y'all understand something, a chop talk? First yes. of all, you talk with me. Make sure you're another coach that understands football <laughs> when you come chop talk. So who is to give me this chop talk? They ended up not doing the chop talk at all. It's like, how are you guys? So this is how you gonna, man? I have already been to state twice, and I've nothing, nothing, nothing but win. And so, who's gonna chop me? And what are we gonna do it for? Uh, what's up? You know, and that's that's just kind of stuff they're doing. You know, they were doing that. It was not regular. And at the end of the day, the admin chose. Community not involved. Huh. <clears throat> so they were having you. So they owe. I'm sorry, Coach Lindsay, to cut you off. They, they were having you, just to be clear, before Friday, they had you re-interview for your job. Is that correct? You know what? Everybody had to re-interview because it's open up new my ballot. You know, you have interview because it's a new school. And, you know, some people just call uh, uh, reapplying tax staff. Once they reapply and know that they let you know you have to do this because, but don't worry about it. Good. There's another one. You have to reapply for your job. Mine was you got to reapply for your job. They push my job out there nationwide. So they push it out there where anyone, any other 50 states or whatever, can come and apply this job, which no one did. And if they did and they walked in there, they didn't like, what is this? Never seen nothing like this in my life. On the is there are only in the United States that does anything like this that had, you know, happened with our co-op and stuff. But uh, there was no one else that applied from our state. Um, that's the way it was. So, but I had to reapply, and it was I had to reapply. Whereas you got some people, they wouldn't reapply, but they already had their jobs. So, right there alone, myself was like, okay, what's going on? Really, when that was, it was like, there's more to it than me said, you know, I was like, not stupid. I've been around a long time. Thank That's you for clearing works. that up. Thank you for clearing that up for us, for me. Um, thank you, Coach Lindsay, so much for like sharing the story um, and like all like the ways that you are impacting students and things like this. And we'd like to ask you a question or two questions. The first is, um, what's next for you? Like knowing that you still have this, of course, love for football, for youth, for all things community, what are you planning to do next? Coach football. God only knows, but I'm going to coach football. Well, I don't know, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, that's my that's my uh, my calling. It's my purpose. So um, there's someone out there that wants to win. There's someone out there that wants their kids to, to come up and 
be mentored by my coaching staff and be loved by us too. So that's what we offer. Proof is in the pudding. I love and that. There's always kids out there that need that. Wherever it may be, there's kids everywhere that need it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that too, Kevin. That's exactly right. Would you think about like moving to a different state or you want to stay here in the Denver? Oh, no, area? I'm not moving nowhere. I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old to be moving anywhere. I'm good right here in my neighborhood and I'm good. I'm, That's right. I'm, good right I'm, That's right. I'm, I'm not moving nowhere. So, and there's plenty of kids out here that need. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that is that, that is unfortunately the truest thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, and you've been talking, you've been you've been saying the truth the whole time, coach. So more truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just real, though. I'm just real. And I don't I don't hold back. Like I said, that's why it took me so long, because sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. But once you sit back there and think about it, it's like, you know, there's the truth hurts. It probably does. But grow up and deal with it. Do that's right. About it. That's you know right. What I'm saying? Do something about it. Right. Yeah. So, okay, that's awesome. We're glad to hear that. Glad you're not leaving us here. Um, and for sure, oh, we're yeah. definitely, yeah, we're going to definitely connect back with you um, and find out like where you end up, what's, what school, what community definitely was fortunate enough to have you as their coach and have your, your crew um, as a part of their athletics um, department. And then, so the next question I want to ask, uh, we want to ask is like, how can community support you right now? What what do you need or what would you like community to do to support you as you're moving um, moving forward? Uh, I would love the community to support me, to f- support themselves, support our community, stand up. It has nothing to do with me like as a coach, I'm gonna go and coach and I'm gonna coach where I am gonna coach somewhere. But our community needs to stand up and know that they have more power than, than they think. You know, they have more power and our community needs to get together and they need to let them know what they want. And the way they do that is you get enough numbers. Numbers count. Everybody, for everybody to sit there and they call in and text in, oh, this is, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, this show you're sorry. Not for me. Let's strengthen our community. Community, strengthen up. Go in and just like ask, demand what you want. That's what they do at Cherry Creek and all the rest of them. That's why they're like they are. Our community just kind of sits out here and let things go on that we don't know about. And we like, wow, okay. No, uh-uh. And all you have to do is come together and go and say, this is what we want. And that's the truth. I want community to get strong. That's what I want. And demand what they want. These are their kids. This is their community. Demand that you want the best for your kids. And you go do it. You do it in groups. You go do it as a community. And see what happens. That, that's, that's what so, I see. That's My so 63 important. years, that's what I've seen. I love that. I love that. I mean, I, I think that's the way it has to be, you know, and I, yes. I think for, for us to get involved and you said something so true is that we feel like we don't belong in those spaces. Right. And, or that we don't know, well, we, we have the chance to go and learn and everybody, you know, starts with a day one, 
So mm-hmm. I, I think your day one is, is go to a school board meeting to get involved, know what's going oh, on. Heck in yes. Go down there and, and you go down there in the group, man. You go in there. How many people we do we have out in this community? We have thousands. Yep. Get a hundred of them to go down there to, 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 to one of those meetings. See what's up. That's right. That's right. Oh, I'm telling you, your numbers and get more than that. Let's like I said, hey, let's get together instead of us sitting fighting about little crazy stuff. Let's get together and be a community and help each other. You help each other. I'm not just sitting here talking to the black parents and all. I'm talking to all the parents. Who are we kidding? You don't have to be football player because of the football coach. No, because of our community. That's right. The soccer, the basketball. You understand something with me. I will go and watch all of them. I love all of that. I love our whole school to win. It's about, I want everybody to win. When football goes, it's so funny to me. Football starts it. And if you get them to win, then the rest of the coaches and, and the rest of the teams, they want to win too because they want to do the same thing. That's what yes. happened at South. Our basketball team with them, our baseball team with everybody was, it was exciting to see all that happen. And that was putting all these teams together, you know, and, and one pushing the other to be good. And you know what? The school inside was good. It was, was thriving. Good. Just to be inside there, everybody was loving each other and and just happy about it. And that's how it's supposed to be out here. And we didn't even have a community in South. Like I said, they would, they thought we were refugee camp people and all that crap. Uh-huh. But inside, and we were as one. Well, we need to be as one in this community out here. Yeah. That's what I want. It ain't not, it's nothing about me, Tony. I don't, I, hey, I'm good. I'm taken care of. I just want, I want our community to be strong so we can all walk around here like, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and feel like we're part of this and we're part of all that, what's going on out here and thrive. Our kids don't want to leave from out here because we have, when we came up, man, I don't care where you lived, wherever it is you lived, that's what, that's what was up. You didn't leave out. You were going to Manuel or you were going to TJ. You were all about that. When they didn't, when they didn't have the busing, you were all about your community. I don't care if you were sorry. You're going to stay here. I am not going to another school. This is my community. I'm going to take care of my school because it's our community. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's the truth. That is the truth. Oh, it's real. Been through it. Been through it. And be like I said, been. And, and it is the truth. And the minute they understand how much power they have, then they'll have more say so on how they want it ran. That's and then right. they'll, feel, they'll feel better about where they're living at and have That's pride right. about where they're living at. You understand what I'm saying? Instead of this group's over here and this group's over here and this group's over here. No, nah, what about this one big group? See how powerful you guys are. Then you start taking care of each other start caring about each other more you see when they split these schools up like that that's what happened to our kids yep understand our kids split it and they thought about you you got to think about this y'all when you did that all of a sudden these kids are in these different schools and over the years they start developing okay this is our school and you talking about having gangs okay now they split one or two gangs up into six because Mm -hmm. now they got this one at this school. Now That's they got right. this gang at this school. Then they got this gang at this school. Man, what the heck have you guys done? 
you split the kids up and the kids are battling against each other because that's they're rivals, but it's that's, not a good rival. It's a bad rival. It's a bad rival in where you're going out shooting each other and doing things like that. But if people didn't think about that, that that's set up to fail. That's that is. Fail. It is. And it is. Yes, it is. And so they can say what they want. But like I said, when I say they, the ones that don't live out here. That's right. Because you lived out here, you wouldn't go back and want to do anything to hurt your community like that. That's right. You don't live out here. Well, Coach Lindsay, thank thank you so much again for for coming on. Is there anything uh, else that you just want to leave the people before we wrap up? We want to make sure you get to enjoy your New Year's Eve with your family and your loved ones. Uh, but uh, just anything else you want to say to the people before we wrap up? No, it's just that I enjoyed you all, and I was, and I enjoyed expressing myself and uh, um, just telling my where I am and and, and the truth about it and that God is good and, and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. I really do. It was important, you know, for me to just talk because it's it therapy for me too, because all I do is think about my kids. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's so it. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and it's clear that you, you deeply care for your kids and your community. And I just want to, and on behalf of Asia, just thank you for your service yeah. to all of the, the communities that you've been a part of and to your, to your kids, because I know that that means so much. And, and we can often ignore the role of a coach in a community, but, but the coach is, is really important. And I think Anybody who spent time in a school community knows and, and can deeply uh, respect the work that you do and, and just how you've shaped uh, so many young lives. Right. And I appreciate that. And you all with this going on, I can tell you I've had hundreds of kids get in touch with me hmm. from, <laughs> like I said, back in the 90s and stuff. And, it, you know, show so much love. You know, you don't think about when you're coaching and you're coaching as long as I have, you just keep rolling. You just keep rolling through them, the next, 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 next. And then you sit back and something like this goes on. It's like, wow. You know what I'm saying? It's wow. Yep, I got yep. so, much, so much love. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? That's the blessing. That's the blessing. Yeah, it is. So much a blessing to me. So I've definitely been blessed and I'm still going to be blessed. You know, and I'm going to bless us. You know what? When you get stuff like blessings like this, you give them. You give them. That's right. And so with me being blessed on what I have and what my coaches bring to these kids and all that, that's our blessing. That's what we're giving back. The Lord gives us these and you're supposed to give back. And that's what we're doing. And the more you give back, the more you get. So it's going to be okay. You, it, I know it is. It's because we're giving. We're doing what we're supposed to do. The rest of them need to catch on to that. <laughs> you understand. And know it's the truth. It and is. When you do, things are happening good for you. If you don't, it's going to catch up with you. And you're telling me you're going to be just, you'll be miserable. Mm -hmm. So we're blessed. And, and you guys are blessed too. And I appreciate you. And, uh, um, and appreciate everyone that's listened. Yes. Well, 
Asia. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, that's it for me. I'm feeling complete today. In the words of Dr. Janice Mackey, I'm for sure feeling complete. Thank yes. you so much, Coach Nancy. You're welcome. Love you guys. Love you. Love you too. Love you. Let me say my story before I go. Don't let me go.